The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Your new or existing home is one of your most important assets, yet too many people rely on sites, shows, and tips from people who are not in the real estate business when making important decisions. It's time to get real and trust a professional. This is Real Real Estate Today with host Deb Tomorrow. In this series, you'll learn about making smart decisions when it comes to buying a home, selling a home, or even staying in the home you're in. Now, here is your host, Realtor Deb Tomorrow. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. Happy Thanksgiving week. You are listening to Real Real Estate Today, and I am your host, Deb Tomorrow. That's T-O-M-A-R-L. I always think of my mother when I spell that because she says, spell your name. Nobody knows how to spell it. Uh, I went in last night to pick up a pizza, and they said, who are you picking a pizza up for? And I said, I'm picking it up for tomorrow. And then they got super confused. I just love it every time you tell that story because <laughs> it never gets old. Like, I just can't imagine old. if that was my last name oh, and going and trying to pick up. Oh, man. Anyways, the voice you are hearing is Karen Rastel, the best damn letter in the state of Indiana. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, how do you do with the holidays? Well, do you do funny. okay with the holidays? I think I do because the holiday that, that we have coming up, which, I, by the way, I don't do any cooking, so I think I do just fine with the holidays. My <laughs> husband does all the cooking, but no, I do enjoy just hanging out with family and things like that, and I don't do any shopping or yeah. do anything crazy, but I just read, and I didn't want to bring this up, but you brought it up it because you fault. said it was mm. the holiday week, Yeah, and the city of Bloomington just changed a couple of holidays. We are making international news here in Bloomington, Indiana. Yeah, that like they were going to change uh, what they call a couple of federal ho- their federal holidays. Yeah, just to be more culturally uh, accepted. Yeah, yes. sensitive. And so I'm. <sighs> I shouldn't say I'm not sure how I feel about. it. I know how I feel about it. I'm. Um, I think I'm just kind of keeping that opinion to myself. But I thought it was very interesting because I have not been on social media in a while, in a few days. Yeah. And I saw it on the news the other night. Oh, on the Indianapolis, Indianapolis news, news, which is about sixty miles up the road. Well, I saw somebody post a link from like BBC News. Oh, wow. Swear. Yeah. Like, we're making international headlines. That's, I don't know about headlines, but we're making this international, you know, second page, third page news yeah, or so something. I thought, oh, interesting. So, basically, for everyone listening, the, the, our mayor, John Hamilton, decided to rename um, Good Friday and Columbus Day to Spring Holiday and Fall Holiday, I think. I think you're right. Yeah. Yes. Um, to minimize the risk of being culturally insensitive, which is kind of how Bloomington goes anyways. Um, it's an interesting town. I love Bloomington. I, and I, I will never say anything negative about it because it's given me so many amazing opportunities. Um, we are a sea of blue in a state of red. Yes, that um, is true. I had a very eye-opening experience at a closing several years ago. My clients ended up buying a house in a little town that's um, halfway between Bloomington and Indianapolis, which is the big city about 60 miles away. And so we ended up having to go to Indianapolis to do the closing. 
And they said, oh, you're from the People's Republic of Bloomington. <laughs> and I was like, huh? Like, I had to really think about that. Because yeah. I was like, I don't know what I got you it. mean. But yeah. yeah. Um, so that's sort of how the rest of the state views us. And so it's very, very interesting um, to watch. And obviously, I think, I know emotions are running high everywhere. Um, I think they're especially high in Bloomington, Bloomington. Mm-hmm. just because of the ratios of people, yeah. if you will. So yes, we're making we're making international news. So am I allowed to say Thanksgiving or not? Um, yeah, they haven't changed the name okay, of so, that yet. Right, you don't have to call it like, the November holiday. No, I don't think so. Not yet. Yeah, okay. No, awesome. but I do just fine with holidays. If we go back to your original question, what okay. about you? Yeah, I'm not really that big into holidays. Okay, it's just not really my thing. Any holiday or any holiday. The one that we're coming. No, up to any right? holiday. Okay, I just not. Um, I don't know why I don't have any scarring stories, Dr. Phil stories <laughs> to tell you. It's just, and I think part of it probably is because I don't have kids. And so I was never sort of forced to have to get into that Christmas spirit. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I do look forward to typically Thanksgiving day and Christmas day are the two days of the year that I don't have to look at my phone. I thought you were going to say that. With, typically. It's work related. So I do look yeah. forward to that. This year, my parents are coming up from Texas. They're on their way right now. Um, we are supposed to go to the Colts football game Chris, Thanksgiving evening. Yes. So, but now Andrew Luck, who's our quarterback. I heard about has this. Has a, a concussion <laughs> and is not playing Thursday. So now Uris is like, I don't want to go to the game. Okay. So uh, I have no turkey. I have heavy appetizers because that was my plan okay. because we're going to the game that evening. Brunch and heavy appetizers. Oh. Fa la 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 la. I was going to say, this reminds me of a Christmas story. You can go find a restaurant I know, that is some offering, Chinese food, right? offering a Thanksgiving dinner. But... Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> so then do you typically do Black Friday shopping? No, I did that one time yeah. when my oldest, he's 20 now, but <laughs> my when my oldest was about seven or eight, he mentioned he wanted a pair of Nikes or something. So I drove 45 minutes to the outlet mall yeah. that's uh, just east of here. And I, st- I went to the Nike outlet. That yeah. was all I did. Stood in line for two hours to get a pair of shoes. <gasps> oh, my goodness. By myself. And uh, he never wore, he wore those shoes <gasps> once or twice. But, no, that whole experience is not me. Mm. I would rather just sit at home, recover from yeah. football from Thursday. Right. And, you know, food coma. Well, I know so. a lot of people that are into it. And I know people that, you know, start Thursday night. So I did do a little research. And and I hear the hot gift this year is called the. Have you heard this? The Hashimal. Is it Hachimal? Hachimal. Is it a toy? Is it that it's a toy furry thing? Yes. It looks like a Furby. A maybe, but it comes. I read about it because I was like, "What is this thing?" Right? It comes in an egg, and there are some and phases. It hatches. And it hatches. <laughs> literally Sorry. hatches, and then there's some phases, and you train it. But uh, I think they usually manufacture suggested retail price is sixty dollars, and it's on Amazon right now for two forty. Yeah, I'll have to look that up because yeah, I'm not I'm not for sure if it's the same commercials that I'm seeing on on television. It reminds me of a Furby, which came out you yeah, know right. a couple decades ago. Yeah, that's the same. Yeah, yeah I just Googled how much it. are they going for there? Uh, I did. Well, oh, there's a hundred. Well, that's at Montgomery Ward. Oh, is Montgomery Ward I don't even? I even no. think it's this. Two twenty-five at Walmart. There anyway, you um, you, so thankfully my ten-year-old has not asked for this. He just wants a bottle of water to flip. He wants a bottle of water. The, to flip. That's what the kids do these years. Well, I have some gift ideas. Yay. I thought perhaps I would share some some gift ideas. So here we go. And we talked about this before. Um, one, uh, and these are more like stocking stuffers, but Magnolia Story. 
the book. Yes. Yeah. So I, I actually, if you go onto Amazon, you can listen to a, a An couple minutes uh-huh, of the Audible of Joanna. Is it one of them actually? Okay. Speaking? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's Joanna reading it, but it sounds red. It doesn't sound, I don't know, it just is a little weird to me. And then uh, Chip chimes in. She's telling the story of how they met and their first date and how Chip was an hour and a half late and had just shaved his head and because he was had a friend with cancer and but she didn't know that and solidarity with the friend and shaved his head and all this stuff. And Chip kind of chimes in, except that he's losing his voice. So I'm like, why would you not re-record that? I don't even know. Right. So it was kind of interesting. But anyways, the Magnolia story kind of goes over um, uh, the important questions. Who are these people? What's their secret to their success? And is Chip actually that funny in real life? And Joanna says that Chip is her first fixer-upper project. I love Aww. that. Yeah. Aww. Okay, so 1999 or something like that. So the Magnolia story. Oh, here's some other. I'm going to add that to my my wish list for Christmas. It talks about, it goes behind the scenes, discovered the time Chip ran to the grocery store and forgot to take their new sleeping baby. Whoops. (laughs) Uh, When Chip buys a houseboat sight unseen and it turns out to be a leaky rack. See, I feel like I know the two of them, and so I'm laughing like I I could totally see him leaving the baby. Yeah. Uh, Joanna's breakthrough moment of discovering the secret to creating a beautiful home. I think I might need to read that. Harrowing stories of the financial ups and downs as an entrepreneurial couple. Memories and photos from Chip and Joe's wedding. The significance of the word Magnolia and why it permeates everything they do. Um, The way the couple pays the popularity of Fixer Upper Forward, sharing the success with others and bolstering the city of Waco along the way. All right. That's going to be number two on the list under the Phil Collins new. Yeah, yeah, Phil Collins. Okay. (laughs) So I have another book, too. I'm going to change the subject that Karen wants Phil okay. Collins CD. I don't even think they make CDs anymore. It's all MP3s or something. Okay, there's another one, too. Do you know Nicole Curtis? No, I don't. Rehab Addict? No. Is that the one out of Indianapolis? No. No. Then no. That's not good. Uh, Nicole Curtis uh, is a single mom out of, I think she lives in Minnesota, but she also does a lot of work in Detroit. Okay. And she fixes up old houses. Okay. And she kind of has that love of old houses like I do. Um, and so she has a book called Better Than New. It's a New York Times and US t- USA Today bestseller. Um, and here's the, the blurb from Amazon. Um, for the first time, Nicole Curtis, the star of the mega hit, can't believe you don't know her. Mega hit, it says. HGTV and DIY network show Rehab Attic reveals her private struggles and personal victories and the inspiring lessons we can all learn from them. Part celebrity memoir and part self-help book, Better Than New goes behind the scenes with an entrepreneurial single mom who worked her way from waitress real estate agent to home renovation expert, preservationist, and television star. So each chapter talks about uh, a life lesson that she's learned, and it also kind of parallels and goes through some of the um, homes that she's remodeled. Um, She's taken these, like, big, giant old homes, you know, in, like, downtown Mm -hmm. Detroit, really, you know, downtrodden places, and just made them really shine and does a great job, I think, of saving the old parts and saving the stuff. Uh, It's very similar to the work I do. Uh, you know, Bloomington Restorations does around here. So um, I thought that could be another good one, too. I feel like this is your Christmas wish list. Uh, so now we all my free time to read? Mm. <laughs> Possibly. Probably not. Um, I, and some other ones. This is not my Christmas 
gift wish lifts because I own these things. Um, So here's some other stocking stuffers while we're at it, in addition to the books. Uh, Do you know what a zip it is? No. (laughs) It's my favorite thing in the whole world. I have a picture. I'm going to post it on Facebook, but Rachel's not here today, so... um, so we won't, she's not live posting during the show, so I got to catch up after the show. Zip it is this big long plastic thing that has barbs on it, and you stick it down your drains, and it cleans your drains out for you. You know, Drano is bad for your drains. Yes, I think Super I may bad. have seen a commercial yeah. that talks about. It's like about- five bucks. And, like, for those of us with long hair. And if you buy two or more, is like the shipping free on It could be. Well, okay. no, because you can just go to Menards and get it. Okay. But zip it. Okay. Every stocking should have a zip it this year. This is my theme. Um, keep your drains clean. Don't use the Drano, that kind of stuff. Um, or kind of going along the lines with that, do you have a disposal wrench? No. <laughs> you should have a disposal wrench. No. Do you I know don't what they look like? It's no. a little Allen wrench, you know, like a little teeny hex. hex is that I have a ton of Allen wrenches. Hexagonal, I think. Yes. When your disposal that- gets jammed, you there's a place where you put that in and it cranks the disposal and it unjams it. Yes, I remember hearing this story from you a year or so ago. Probably. Okay, every yeah. house needs to have a disposal wrench, too. They're under $10 on Amazon. Um, obviously, my favorite, Wet and Forget. But they have a new Wet and Forget. Why are you looking at me like I'm crazy? <laughs> I don't um, I don't know what that product is. You don't know is. Wet and Forget? No. Have you not been on the show lately? Ever? Uh, no. Wet and Forget's the stuff you spray on your siding and it cleans it. And all you have to do is spray it on and walk away. And you come back like two days later and it's oh, completely clean. okay. I do remember you mentioning that. And I do need that on the north side okay. of my house. Thanks. Well, they also have a uh, a shower version. Oh, that'd be If perfect. your shower's like really filthy, you just spray it. And walk away? And walk away. And if it's really bad, you have to kind of spray it, you know, regularly for a period of time. But eventually it'll clean and you don't have to scrub it. Or like I did once, once I couldn't get my shower clean, so I just got a new one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not proud of that, but it happened. So, um, yeah. And so it's about $25 for a 12-week supply of the shower version of Wet and Forget. And that's available on Amazon, too, if you didn't want to leave the house for Black Friday. So so some great gift ideas there, yes. right? Yes. Okay, when we come back, we're going to talk about um, now the big hitter gift, um, a gift of a down payment. Or a gift of equity. All kinds of good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So stick around. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, 
content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. All right, we are back. I probably should have said this in the first segment, but I wanted to kind of get into the groove because we took a week off last week. Yes. Because our beloved Rachel, associate producer, face of an angel, voice of a sailor, was getting a brain tumor removed. Uh, And I think we were all just a little preoccupied with that. Um, And uh, she's doing amazing. So when we left the show two weeks ago, we were all kind of in tears. And (laughs) I didn't want to start the show off again crying because she was released from the hospital the day after her brain was like, you know. That's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. She's a rock star. Um, And I think she's doing really well um, and just taking time to take care of herself, which is awesome. And I'm proud of her for doing that and not feeling like she has to go out and conquer the world, um, just taking some time to relax. So um, so hopefully she's listening um, and uh, cursing at us from afar, since that's what she does. Uh, all right. So do you want a really good holiday gift? I would love a really good holiday yeah. gift. How about the gift of a down payment on a house from someone? That would be fantastic. Right. And I know you have a lot to say on this subject. So I have just like questions to ask. Okay. And um, welcome anything you have to say, because this certainly does happen a lot. It does. Uh, it's it's not an uncommon thing at all to have down payment funds gifted, not necessarily just for Christmas. Um, down payments on any kind of loan can be anywhere from 3 to 20%. Um, but one of the tricks is it has to come from an approved source. So your lender's not going to give you a loan if the down payment money came from manufacturing meth in the garage. Um, I, I haven't met any lenders that would do that, but I, I think that's a fair statement. Probably a fair statement. Correct. Yes. And, and the lender wants to be assured that the money is not coming from another loan. That is correct as well. So you cannot get cash advance on your credit card um, or, or something like that, payday loans, whatever. You can borrow from your 401k or other investments. Correct. But a lot of people end up turning to gift funds. So who can give you gift funds? Because it ain't it's not just Joe Blow on the street. Right. Typically, gift funds, the source um, is a family member, or I, I've had a case where it's someone who is like family, meaning um, 
they've been part, like a close family friend for the past 20, 30 years. You know, maybe they call that person auntie or uncle or whatever. But um, as far as the documentation that, that goes to say, like, how do we know that that person is truly a family friend? Right. Um, but in that particular case, a person would sign what's called a letter of explanation that says, Okay, this person, though not blood related, um, has been in my, you know, close family friend for, you know, umpteen years and, uh, you know, that type of thing. And it's almost like an honor system. Uh, The investors that purchase mortgage loans, they do read those. They do check everything. And, um, you know, if they have further questions or want further documentation, they may then go back to the family pictures, (laughs) Facebook. I don't know. I don't know. Are you Facebook friends? Does that count? I don't know. Would help, right? Possibly. Probably. I don't know. Um, One of the ones I see a lot is a fiance. Yes. So we see parents a lot and we see fiancés a lot because maybe they're not quite married yet. um, And maybe the fiance, whatever it's, um, you know, male or female, whatever, um, they're not on the loan because maybe they have a lot of debt or maybe they have bad credit, but they have some cash set aside. And that is the means by which you get the money to the other person. Right. um, If they've been saving it. And if we take it a step farther, a fiance who's not on the loan, but it's the fiance's parents. Okay. Who say, I would love to give this, you, you know, you guys are newly engaged. I'd love right. to give you a gift of, you know, okay. whatever, okay, 20%, whatever sure. the amount is. Uh, typically, I would say the, the cleanest way to document that, because there is not a relationship, a familial relationship between the fiance's parents. Yet. Yet. And the person obligated on the loan. Mm-hmm. So the money is provided to the fiance. Mm-hmm. The fiance then will gift the money to uh, the person on the loan, and then the documentation involved in that is just between the fiancés. Correct. Whatever. Correct. So once they're married, though, the in-laws then become technical relatives to whoever, yes. and then that's yes. fine too. Yes. Okay. Um, and then there also are some government agencies. That can grant down payment money, and that would also be considered gift funds, technically speaking. I guess technically speaking, yes. So I know that Indiana and Ohio, both of those have uh, agent. They have uh, state agencies that provide down payment assistance. Mm-hmm. Um, they definitely have certain income and credit restrictions, things like that. But they do allow for a certain percentage that they will provide as down payment assistance that can be used towards closing costs or prepaid items. It is in the form of a second mortgage and it's non-interest bearing with mm. no mortgage payments back to the state. So usually there's a period of time and if you stay in the house for a period of time, then the mortgage is forgiven? It's, it's something like that. like that, yes. Okay. Yes. What about an employer? Can an employer gift money? An employer can gift money on certain loan programs. So you definitely want to check with your lender to say, hey, if I'm interested in a conventional loan or mm-hmm. if I'm interested in an FHA loan mm-hmm. and my employer is willing to give me the down payment as a gift, is that doable? There okay. are programs out there that do allow for that, yes. Okay. There's an interesting one that I'm not going to go too much into because I have a few, huge philosophical issue with it. Okay. And that is sort of the GoFundMe down payment gift hmm. fund. And I'm going to guess you don't know the answer to this because I, I, I haven't shot it over to you. <laughs> but I'm also uh, thinking that probably that doesn't count 
as gift money? Um, my gut says no. Yeah. But again, I don't know. It's not ever come up yet. Thank God. I just think that's horrible. I'm sorry. Um, there is, There are some websites out there, and I'm not going to even tell you the names of them because, like I said, I have a philosophical issue with them. But there are some um, uh, sites out there that encourage you. It's like a GoFundMe, but it's specifically for home down, house down payments. I know. I mean, what I think, happened okay. to well, the good old hard work, sacrifice, and yada, yada, yada? That and I think in theory, when people start a GoFundMe page, it more times than not, the ones I've seen, it is for a good cause. But I think in our world, the real estate world, the lending world, we start looking at those things differently. Like, wait a minute, is a lender going to accept that? Is that allowable in the type mm-hmm. of fine? I mean, the weird, uh, the weird lenders like myself right. would think that. Right. So, well, here's what I saw when I was looking at this nameless um, site that was crowdfunding for home down payments. Um, that it says, kind of in small print, we'll do our best to work with your lender to get you to be allowed to use this money, but mm-hmm. in some cases you're not, and so it might have to like be given to you after the fact. Yeah, I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong. Um, and I'm sorry for that, but it, it is. I, you know, it, there are lots of programs out there, and I just... I think the best advice is if you are a buyer and you have come across these things on the internet, social media, or whatever, definitely bring this up to your lender. Trust your lender, please. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have the right to work with whomever you want to work with. And so if you have a good rapport with the bank or the mortgage banker that you're working with on your loan, tell them that you're interested in this. Is this something that your company can do? Because they will research that for you. They will find out and share with you if it's something that they're able to do or maybe if it's something that you should shy away from, but be open and honest with your lender because you never know. Yeah. And if your lender can't answer those questions for you or isn't willing to do the research, then you know, you don't have the right lender. That's what I would say. That's what I would say. That's what I would say. Okay. So let's talk about what you can get down payment gifts on owner occupied properties. That is correct. As far as I know, I don't think you can get them for investment properties, though. That, too, is correct. Okay, so if you're buying it at true investment property, all the money has to be yours. Okay, so say someone, uh, in lieu of an inheritance, they want to say, okay, I want to help you get into the real estate business with some of your inheritance money, you know, ahead of time. There are some things that you can do, but probably not quickly. So let's talk about this concept of seasoning funds. Because if you have some time and if you've planned ahead, please plan ahead. If you've planned ahead, you can season funds. What does that mean? Seasoning of funds means um, most lenders are going to ask for two full bank statements or asset statements to show to show where your down payment funds are coming from. So they'll ask for the most recent two months of bank statements or investment statements, wherever you're pulling your money from. Um, if there's something within those two months of bank statements that appear to be what's considered a large deposit, they will question what those are. A lot of times, a parent may gift funds a few months a few months ago, and then and then the, the child has not found a house yet. Mm-hmm. So when they come in, they found the house, and they bring their two months of bank statements. We don't see that deposit ever going in because it was actually done prior to. So a lot of times, it's already been seasoned. seasoned. It's been into your account for at least 60 days. It's like marinating. 
<laughs> and it melds and becomes one with your account. Okay, yes. Right? You can say that. Okay, so that is one easy way to get around because we're going to talk about here in a little bit some of the paperwork and whatnot that's involved with gifting money. So if you are planning ahead and you are six months out from a home purchase, you could go ahead and have that gift money from whoever. You could go ahead and have that gift money. Put in your from, account. From an allowable source. Okay. But also keep in mind, if you are the person providing the gift, uh, you're, you're considered the gift or, mm-hmm. the gift or may be asked for documentation. Uh, Even if it's six months before you buy a house? Not if it's six months, okay. but keep in mind, there's a lot of times you come across this where the gifter says, yeah, I, I, w- I want to keep my money as long as right. I can to right. make interest right. and, and whatever, and I'll give it to my, my son or daughter right beforehand. Right, right. Okay, that is fine too, but keep in mind that you will have to provide certain documentation on certain loan programs, and please be open to that. So yeah, it's not yeah. your lender that's going to, add, and we'll talk about that. Yeah, in the next we'll segment, talk about but, that. But um, but if they wanted to get away from doing that, they could deposit the money way ahead of time, and it would be totally fine, uh, as I understand things. Um, so let's let's see. We got a little bit of time left before break, so. Um, can you, are, are there rules on how much of the down payment? It used to be that the buyer had to have some skin in the game for certain loan programs. If you are doing a second home mm-hmm. or a vacation home. Okay. Meaning uh, you plan to utilize this uh, property at some point during a, a calendar year. Uh-huh. It's a second or vacation and home. And you have to have your own money. In. You have to have at least 5% down of your own money. Okay. Okay. Anything but, over that can be gift funds, okay. but 5% has to come from the person obtaining okay. the loan. But for owner-occupied FHA loan, the entire 3.5% could come from yes. a gift. Yes. And even up to a conventional loan, up to 20%. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Okay. We're going to talk a little bit more about this when we come back from break. So stick around. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. What if there was a radio show that could demonstrate how we can cut your taxes in half without diminishing needed government services? One that could explain how to create tens of millions of jobs at no cost to taxpayers, as well as fantastic yet easily affordable health care. Side effects include cutting crime rates nationwide, providing better education for our children, international peace and harmony, and protecting your private personal data from government intrusion. Tune in to Libertarians Working for you with Arvind Vora, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. 
This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com. That's Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back. We are talking today. This is our holiday gift guide show. <laughs> Fa-la-la-la-la from the most um, holiday spirit-filled person, not. That is so funny. And the fact that I can see you while you're saying that is I even know. funnier. I'm sorry, world, that you can't see. Don't we have our, our, our Christmas tree, if you will, is a palm tree, like a fake palm tree. Love it. With lights on it. But we usually just leave it up because we kind of like it like inspires us. Yeah, to yeah. like work and then vacation, but a friend gave me um, another artificial tree over the weekend. So like an art, like mm-hmm. not a palm tree, six and a half feet. Okay. So it's still is. So I got it Sunday. It's been still in the back of my car, which tells you how excited I am <laughs> to put it up. But um, Uris likes that kind of thing. He he likes to decorate the outside of the house. And oh, stuff. I love it. So we have. If a, he would love, if he wants some, you know, if he has spare time and would like to do that to mine, that'd yeah. be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So we are doing our own holiday gift guide, uh, and to, and right now we're talking about the big gifts, the gift of a down payment on a house. Um, so we were talked a little bit about um, the funds and and basically what the message I always want to communicate to people is: wait, don't deposit that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I've seen yeah. it, and then it's like you have to kind of do all this backtracking. So the thing yes. is that your lender. And some of this, I think, is, is due, um, I'm told anyways, has to do with the Patriot Act. And they want to make sure that money coming in isn't drug money, isn't terrorist money, isn't, I don't know. That's what I was told. But um, So they have the paper trail needs to be established on where the money came from. That could very well be. I've not heard that, but I also know that they are also looking to see if the lender the realtor, the seller, any one of us that has a financial gain from mm-hmm. this transaction taking place and actually closing, did any of us mm. provide the mm-hmm. gift? Because how easy, if someone was short funds for closing mm-hmm. a couple hundred dollars and someone right. said, here you go, like, right. here's, you know. Let's just get it done. Let's get it done yep. and don't worry about it, you know, that type of thing. So I've always... Uh, uh, told my my borrowers that just think of it as a paper trail, as you just mentioned, a paper trail, just to ensure that someone who's not trying to get a financial gain that doesn't fit the allowable source mm-hmm. definition is that that person is not trying to provide a down payment. So what does the paper trail involve? Uh, the first basic thing would be your lender will provide what's called a gift letter. Uh it is something that the lender provides, uh, so you'll get that from them. And then you'll uh, give that to the person who's gifting you the money. Correct. So I tried to go a little 
I try to do a, a step above is I'll say, okay, you know that your mom and or dad are giving you the gift funds. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. What is, what's their name? I try to pre-fill as much information as mm-hmm. I can, and then I leave the blanks for the gift the donor to put in. Okay. The dollar amount, those type of things. The gift letter is signed by any and all donors, any and all borrowers, uh, and it's really you're attesting to the information on that gift letter is true and accurate. Okay. Meaning you're not, no one's obligated to pay this money back. Right. I'm truly giving you a gift of right. $10,000 right? $50,000. Now, what your mom holds over your head for the next 20 years, the lender doesn't really care. So those holiday dinners could get a little awkward or whatever. This is, yeah. You know, Karen's blinking at me like, I can't talk about that. But there's nothing recorded. No one could ever sue you to get the money back or anything like that. It's just, you know, whatever you... Everyone's attesting that it is a gift. Yeah. And I will say, I'll put this out there. There are investors that purchase loans and there are some lenders as well that will call the donor mm. and say... Oh, we are working with Deb tomorrow, and we understand you're giving a gift of $5,000. Is that correct? I will tell you, people have been caught going, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I'm not giving a gift, and, or, or Cause I, I'm loaning, them, I'm the loaning money. the money, or I don't know what you're talking about. Ah, so, good hint. to borrowers who, if that's your back pocket, that, okay, I'm, I am going to talk to a family member about getting gift funds, mm-hmm. please have that conver- conversation yep. before you start your actual loan process, yep. because some lenders and investors will contact your donor. But yes, there's a gift letter. If it's a cashier's check, a personal check, or a wire transfer, you always have to show the gift funds going in to a borrower's account. Okay. Okay. So the bank statement showing the deposit? A bank statement showing the deposit. Okay. Um, certain loan programs may require the donor's gift uh, bank statement showing that the gift came out. Okay. Now, do you have issues with that? Um, every now and then. Mom and dad don't want to give up a copy of their bank statement. Correct. And I think, did we have one together? I feel like we had one together. <laughs> it's very possible. The yeah. parent was very contentious about releasing that information and not, just not feeling yes. like it was the bank's business how much money they had in their bank account. Correct. And I empathize with gifters because I would be the same way. Yeah. Um, another alternative with most loan programs is that your bank mm-hmm. or wherever the money's coming from, mm-hmm. they can write a letter on bank letterhead. Mm-hmm. It has to have certain information that mm-hmm. your lender will provide. This is as long as it covers this and it's signed by someone at the bank, they may be able to use that in lieu of a 30-day bank statement. Okay, so they're wanting just to kind of say, yes, they had this enough in their account to cover this check kind of thing. Correct. Because if you just showed a deposit on the buyer's side, that deposit could still come from anywhere. Right. That could have came from mm-hmm. me as your lender saying, okay, yeah, here's your $5,000 and yeah. Right, yeah. okay. So, um but yeah, I, I've seen some parents have tried to redact a lot of information, like they they will mark out or black out everything mm-hmm. except the that deposit. One, yeah. That doesn't always work. Okay. Yeah. So just these are questions that a good lender will ask you up front. If you are going to receive gift funds and the lender knows what type of loan program you're doing, they should prepare you and the donor for what is about to happen. And it shouldn't be done like two days before closing, probably. That is correct. It yeah. should not be done. I have one right now that I think we close in two weeks. 
And I asked my my buyers the question, like, have you gotten the whole thing because a father's gifting some down payment money? Have you got that worked out? Has your lender explained that to you? Because I don't know their lender. And she's like, well, he, she just told us to write a check or something. I was like, oh, man, my head's going to, my stomach hurts, you know? Mm-hmm. So I need to follow up with that tomorrow and make sure that the, everything, I mean, I assume that the lender has a handle on things, but I'm not so sure, you know, for bar, right. my borrower, they may be overwhelmed with everything that's yeah. going on. So. I try to provide my borrower what are called the gift letter instructions. They're fairly generic, but it kind of talks about we may ask for bank statements from both sides of the transaction, that type of thing, just so that they are aware going in. So when they do have that conversation with the family member about Mm -hmm. giving a gift, Mm -hmm. they can say, hey, here's what my lender provided. Just know that they will be asking for these things in the future. Yep, that's a great idea to be upfront about that. Are there smaller gifts that don't need documentation? No. Anything that's given as a gift, I, I know it's... But if grandma sends me 50 bucks for my birthday? It depends if a 50 bucks going into someone's account may not be construed as what's called a large deposit. Okay. Uh, large deposit, again, depending on your loan program, could, you know, good rule of thumb would be if a deposit into your account is more than 50% of your gross monthly income... Uh-huh. There's no, let's say there's no source listed on your bank statement. It's not your payroll. It's mm-hmm. not Social Security. It's not whatever. It Income is just, tax return. Right. It is just, it just says deposit. Yeah. Um, that might be a question, especially for those that are getting married. Well, right I was going to ask that question. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right beforehand, uh, that most of my buyers have waited to not even deposit any type of wedding gifts. Okay. Think of all the multiple checks right. and all of that stuff. Um, I'm sure that's happened before and there are some other workarounds, but the ones that I've come in contact contact with, the borrower's like, you know, I'm just going to get the gift from my, you know, my parents or whomever, grandma, and we'll just do it that way. And then once we get into the house, then we'll just deposit all those gift checks. Okay. And they may, because I give them the gift Letter instruction, you know, I give them everything we're going to ask for. And uh, if you did make that one huge deposit, because, you know, some people make out with wedding gifts. Right, (laughs) right, for sure. No, and I know I've had some clients who, you know, have that conversation. Well, maybe instead of we don't really need anything, maybe instead of gifts, we should ask for down payment money. But again, that can run into a lot of roadblocks. So be prepared for that. Again, another good reason to have a good relationship established with a lender and a realtor well before you're going to buy a house so that you don't run into any roadblocks like that, that you're expecting to use that. Now, I'm not an accountant, so I don't know nothing about nothing. (laughs) IRS scares the shit out of me, let me just tell you. That keeps me up at night. Like, just, I used to do my own, like, payroll and stuff. Uh Uh-uh. So afraid of like missing something just because I didn't know, and the IRS would come haul me off to jail. So that being said, but as I understand it, and maybe I don't know if you know anything about this because you're not an accountant either. But I believe that you can gift. Uh, you want to have if you're the giftor, have a conversation with your accountant or your tax person on the tax implications. As I understand it, you can gift up to $14,000 a year to a person. And if there's a couple, you write a check to each one, that's 28,000. And if there's two of you, like a mom and a dad, mom writes a check to son, writes a check to daughter-in-law, dad writes a check to son, writes a check to daughter-in-law, you could potentially have $56,000 that you could gift with no tax implications. But you need to talk with your tax professional on how that works. You do. I would say each year, that amount that is uh, 
allowed to be gifted Allowable, with no, yeah. yeah, with no implication that changes. Yeah, because some days I know it's been like thirteen thousand. I think the latest is fourteen, but I yeah. Yeah, I would say my mom gifted. She sold some property mm-hmm. back in two thousand five, and it was right before I was getting married, and she wanted to share that with all the kids and all that. So, in order to equally give it out to everybody. It, back then it was 11000 Okay. She did 11000 to me, 11000 to my now husband, yeah. 11000 to my son. Right. Just so, which, however she could do it, everyone right. was getting. Right. Uh, and yeah. sometimes you do it at the end of the year and you do one in 2016 and one in 2017 or whatever. Yeah, and that kind Definitely of get too. with an accountant or someone who knows that. For sure. All right. Um, one resource for you that I did find, and I think it works, is called downpaymentresource.com. Um, and you put some information in. I was kind of faking it, uh, income and what state you live in and that sort of thing, and asked a few questions. Um, I didn't go all the way into, like, click for extra stuff, but it'll provide you then if there are any down payment resources available. So just putting in the bare information from my state came up with um, most of the state programs that I'm familiar with that provide down payment assistance and other resources. So downpaymentresource.com might be a great resource if you are looking for some down payment help as well. We will come back for one last segment and talk a little bit about interest rates and how um, what's coming up with that because that's been a buzzword. So stick around. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. What makes a great leader? Most have a vision, one that starts beyond the resources available and continues from that point into developing a solid plan, organization, and company. Leadership issues are discussed each week on VoltCast, illuminating leadership with host Jeff Smith. Jeff has years of experience as a leader and executive coach, and his guests will bring you information that can help a team of any size. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Why do some people seemingly make the same mistakes when it comes to love and relationships? What is the best way to find love? Make a visit each week to Destination Love. Host Shelley Pumphrey will bring what you need to know to find love. No, it's not about the next fad, dating site tips, scoring the first date, or looking your best. Rather, it's empowerment, knowing that your authentic self works best and the science behind finding love. Destination Love is live Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, on Voice America Variety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. 
To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. All right. So this is a last segment, not terribly giftish. But I wanted to talk about it because of a couple of reasons. I get the question a lot, you know, should I put my house on the market during the holidays? And, you know, my general answer is if you need to sell your house, then yes, it probably should be on the market. Being off the market is not a great way to sell your house. <laughs> um, and I am, I'm listing houses. I've, you know, I think I've listed, you know, at least one house every week for the past few weeks. So there are people, you know, they're typically needing to sell, whether it's a job transfer or they bought a house and their kid was living in it and their kid might move back to Utah or whatever. Um, and there are still buyers out there. One of the things that's unique this year that's going on is that people are afraid. So I don't know if you've heard any of this, Karen, but people are afraid the interest rates are going to skyrocket. I have heard that. Okay. So we hear that a lot. And they did go up. They have gone up. They have gone up. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to do a little bit of research and see if I could explain, see if I could learn myself what the correlation was or why interest rates kind of go up and down, what that's tied to. Because here's what I hear when people say, well, interest rates are tied to the T-bond. That's kind of what I hear, right? That's what I hear too. Okay. Yeah. So I did some research and it all of a sudden made sense to me. And I thought, well, I'm going to try and explain it in like three minutes. (laughs) I think you, if anyone can do it, it's you. All right. Hold on to your hat. So, because I swear it's super confusing. Um, And if I, people always say, do you know if rates are going to go up or down? If I knew, I would not be doing this because I would be a millionaire. But we've definitely seen interest rates tick up since the election. And that's what's got people a little bit freaked out. And there are people trying to draw all kinds of conclusions. What's going to happen over the next four years in the state of the country? I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to get into politics. Um, However, um, I think there is a general consensus that interest rates are going to go up. But, geez, we've been saying that for years. We've I've been saying it for like three years. We've been they can't that. go any lower. They got to go up. Right. They can't go any lower. It's insane. Um, how can they stay this low? So um, I'm, I'm going to give you this quick lesson. I want you to go home to, for Thanksgiving dinner and impress everyone with how freaking smart you are. Okay. And they won't know what you're saying, but that's fine. Okay. So here's here's what happens with mortgages. And I think a lot of people don't know once you kind of close, you sort of stop thinking about it. But mortgages are sold off like investments. Um, after you close on your mortgage, you'll often get a notice that your mortgage has been sold to someone else. And that's fine. It doesn't change your terms. It doesn't really matter. But what happens is, and I'm the, really boiling this down to simple terms because that's about what my brain can handle. So, But it's packaged up with other similar mortgages and it's sold off to investors. So they'll take, okay, I'm going to take these 100 mortgages here and they're probably all around $200,000 mortgages and I'm going to pay $2 million for it. And then as an investor, I'm going to, whatever the interest rate is, that's going to be my income, my profit, just like if you were to buy a stock or any other investment, okay? Um now, those investors usually hire some other company to collect your money, so you don't really know who your investor is that owns your mortgage, basically. Makes sense so far? It sure does. Okay, so say they bundle a million dollars worth of mortgages together, and the investor is making whatever the interest rate is. So right now, it's about maybe 3.5% if they've bought mortgages that have recently um, been created this year. As you can imagine, mortgages are safe investments. Um, they don't make the investor a ton of money, 3 3.5%, eh, not a great return. It's okay because they're not high risk. 
And a lot of people like those low-risk mortgages. I'm just going to slow and steady wins the race. Um, because the loan originators, Karen, have done so much homework on you, on the borrower, and on the house prior to making the loan that it's pretty safe. And, and obviously more so even these days at the default rate, um, the chances of that investor not getting payback are pretty slim. Okay, But an investor is an investor. And their job is to what? To make money. Make money. Good job. <laughs> Excellent, Grasshopper. Um, they go where the money is. And when there is opportunity to make money elsewhere, make more money elsewhere, they have to explore that. That makes sense? Yes. So, does. for example, the day after the election, the stock markets dropped a bit that night right after the election and then in the morning a little bit. And everybody panicked. Um, and I listened to my financial people and I was running around going, I need money to buy stocks because they're on sale, right? That's what my financial people say. Mm-hmm. They drop, they're on sale, buy them because they're going to go back up. Um, prices are low, buy now. So that's what the investors did. They sold out of the safe, low paying, three and a half percent investments. And they went to buy stocks because that's where they were going to make a chunk of money really quickly. So then what happens? This is where it gets a little foggy to me, but I think this is what happens. The lenders, like Karen, who make the loans, they still have to sell their mortgages. Because if they don't sell their mortgages, then they can't make more loans. That is correct. Because you have a finite, your company has a finite amount of money that they're working with. So if they can't sell them, they run out of money to make new loans, and then they would go out of business. So in order to make the loans that they need to sell more appealing, they have to raise the interest rates a little bit. And then the investors go, oh, well, now I can make 4% on that, that mortgage bundle. Okay, that sounds a little bit better to me than the 3.5%. So let me go back and buy some more mortgages. So they raise their interest rates. Does that make sense? It does. Am I making it up? No, you're not. Are you sure? I think I might be. (laughs) That's okay. So that's what happens. And so if the sentiment is that the economy is expected to do well and the stock stock market is expected to do well, then more and more investors are going to jump into stocks, leaving the lenders to have to raise interest rates to make them more attractive. So there you go. But what we always tell buyers is let's keep this in perspective because although we are seeing rates increase, if you think back, whether you were even born in the early 80s or not, but if you ask your parents or grandparents, the rates at which they purchased homes was obscene. Like if you think about it now. So I have some numbers because I predicted that and that's sort of my, my... Um, my ending message is to keep it in perspective. Look at history. In 1972, interest rates were about 7.5%. Mm-hmm. In 1982, they were at 17.5%. Yes. That's insane. Uh, and then they started coming back down. In 1990, they were at 10 uh, 94, they were at 8.6. These are kind of average. 97, which is when I bought my first house, they were at 7.2, which is about where I was. And I thought that was pretty good. Um, they didn't come down below five until 2010 mm-hmm. and they've been down below five 2013 they were about three and a half but then 2014 they went back up to about four and a half and now they're under three and now they're kind of bent back up to four yeah. so perspective wise we had a long way to go before we can panic number one number two we survived that before we're going to survive it again Right. And number three, you know, and it's kind of interesting because I had this come up last week with a client, which is one of the reasons why I want to talk about it really quickly. You know, if you were at a three and a half and you got bumped up to a 4.125, that's about 35 cents for every thousand dollars you borrow. On a hundred thousand dollar house, it's going to up your payment about 35 dollars a month. That's significant. Probably not earth shattering. 
but make sure you give yourself some cushion next year. That's going to be my best advice to you. Mm-hmm. Don't push your limit. If you the lender says you can qualify for a $120,000 house, you may not want to look at a $120,000 house because if interest rates go up, you could be in the middle right. of the transaction before you've locked your interest rate and uh, and have to back away. And that was what one of my buyers was thinking about last week. His payment went up about $50. And it was enough to kind of change his world a little bit. And he had to do some serious thinking and looking at his budget. So don't get yourself so tight. Um, But like I said, we survived the 70s and 80s. Yes. And it's also helpful, too, that your lender, I always get a lot of people saying, well, I think that rate's kind of high because my my parents said or my uncle said or someone has told them that your rate should be whatever. I don't know what it is, like two and a half percent or something. Right. Right. Get with someone that knows your market. Uh, There are certain loan programs, loan parameters, down payment, loan amount. Like a lot of things impact someone's interest rate, uh, credit scores, things like that. So uh, talk with someone who is able to explain all that to you. And again, Mm -hmm. keep it all in perspective. Rates are still really good, um, but we are seeing an increase right now. Absolutely. Clear as mud. I want you to impress your family. You know, one of the things we hear all the time is, oh, the rates have to do with the 10-year T-bond, treasury bond, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's just an indicator because a bond is a safe investment just like a mortgage. So they watch those and they kind of say the way that goes, probably the way the mortgage rates go. Um, so that's a little bit of that too. So hopefully that made sense and you can impress all your friends and family over Thanksgiving. If you're driving somewhere, be sure to download our podcast on iTunes or voiceamerica.com. Uh, we can get you all the way to LA and back almost with 35 shows under our belts. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, I am thankful for Karen and Rachel and everyone at Voice America for allowing me to do this. Love you guys and we will be back next week with another new show. Thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in to Real Real Estate Today. Please join your host, Deb Tomorrow, for another edition every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until next week, take care of your home. It's one of your most important assets. 